0: hello there welcome to the podcast it's late so let's talk about it the time is 11 59 p.m mountain daylight time in tonight's episode i'll be sharing my thoughts on ghosting i'm your host jay ferrari calling all night owls to join the chat <sighs> It was about an hour to my deadline. The smell of old books and the whispers of library goers were in the air and the minutes leading up to my deadline were relentless in their pursuit to finish me. With a paper looming on my screen, begging to be finished on time, summer was hovering. I looked up as one would in the brisk spring air, dreaming of all that summer would bring. The kids joyfully splashing in the water park Music pumping out of lowered car windows, friends laughing breathlessly, ice cream dripping down the cone onto my fingers. He stood there, staring down at me, with a look, a look that intrigued me but time wouldn't allow me to explore. Hello, he said, now quizzically staring directly into my eyes. I must have had a blank stare or one of of panic as my hands rested on my keypad. For a moment, all I really wanted to do was give Summer my attention, for his warmth was inviting, but 11.59 was calling, calling loudly. He must have said something like, uh, um, sorry, are you busy? Breathlessly, um, yes, I I have a paper due tonight and I'm behind. He gestured a posture of understanding and said, okay, I won't bother you then. Good luck. I watched as summer walked away, just as fall leaves remind me that it will take some time for summer to come again and claim its time. But time wouldn't allow me to call him back. Time wouldn't allow me to watch him go for much longer either. As I buried my head back in my laptop and rapidly moved my fingers across the letters that I hoped were forming sentences that made paragraphs that would portray my knowledge on the subject area, I hoped. Summer would return, but he didn't. For a brief moment, as I lifted my head from what felt was my impending doom, he packed his belongings, said his farewells, and left the library. I had to refocus. I had no choice. After all, it wasn't actually summer, and those happy things that encompass it were not in reach. 11.59. Hmm. It had snuck up on me, and I had to hit send. As I released all that work, I sat in contemplation. Jindai, never let 1159 (laughs) catch you slipping, girl. Ain't nobody got time for that. I quietly chuckled at the mere fact that I managed to get away with it this time. Hey, startled, I acknowledged the person trying to get my attention. Uh, My friend saw that you were busy earlier and asked me to give you this. I reached towards his hand, which held a folded piece of paper with Summer's number and a short message expressing that he wanted to get to know me. I would love to tell you that it was smooth sailing from there. But as life would have it, things are never that easy. In the subsequent weeks, when we finally got to speak, we would send text messages back and forth. However, Summer's messages slowed. I wouldn't hear from him for a week, sometimes two. But as hopeful of a romantic as I pride myself in being, I held on to the hope that he would message me more frequently or we would have the opportunity to spend some time together. Get to know each other. Get to know each other more. As I stared down at my phone, looking at our correspondence and fighting the urge to double text, maybe even triple text, I waited, often patiently, but at last, a message had finally come. It sprung that feeling you get when you've been waiting in line at an amusement park for your favorite ride, and you know you've been standing in that heat, waiting and waiting and waiting some more, but it's your turn now. You finally get to enjoy what you went there for. In an attempt to not seem desperate, I toyed with the idea of waiting to respond. I read the message quietly. He wanted to spend time with me that day, but my petty side was fighting me. Girl, respond to him next week like he has done to you time and time and time again, but no. I wanted to see him. I wanted to be in his space. I wanted to bear witness to his facial expressions or hear his laughter, things I couldn't experience through my little screen. I wanted him. So I said, yes, I would like to. He then told me that he would text me a time for later that day because he had some things to do first. With the excitement one would feel where you look up in the brisk spring air, Dreaming of all that summer would bring, I put on my best garments, I applied the cutest makeup, and I waited for summer, but summer never came. Yes. That is truly the end of the story. As I waited for summer, I fell asleep. I remember I just like I remember just like waking up in my makeup and clothes. And the crazy part about that is he never texted me to reschedule or even to apologize for not showing up. Wild and i really never i i promise you i never heard from him again i didn't text him i didn't double text him i didn't triple text him i just let it be i think for me that was the best thing that i could have done in that moment because listen you're not going to have me out here begging okay <laughs> so i just i just let it be i let it be and I would say that this experience really evoked certain emotions in me that I would, yeah, I would say that really shook me up. They did. It shook me up a bit because I immediately went into thinking, well, why didn't he want to get to know me? What is it about me that he detested so much? That's a strong word, detested, but that's really how I felt in the moment. And it's like, why would he just simply evaporate, evaporate? Evaporate. I made up a new word. No, evaporate is what I meant to say. <laughs> I started comparing myself to my peers. Maybe I'm not pretty enough. Maybe I talk too much, which I do talk a lot, to be fair. I do talk a lot, but maybe I smell funny. Like, that was one of the things I'm like, maybe I just smell bad. Like, it's no one telling me that I don't smell good. <laughs> I literally just picked myself apart. You know what I mean? Like, I just went through every possible reason as to why he wouldn't want to be with me. And I even went to the point of thinking, maybe the chat wasn't intellectual enough. But I know that I can hold intellectual conversations. So it couldn't be that. And I just spiraled. Maybe, 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 maybe. And it's so crazy because at that time, it actually never occurred to me that he just wasn't a nice considerate guy. And looking back, um, when we were like talking back and forth, I should have seen that his character was like, it was blatant. It was evident or it should have been evident to me. I should say that this is who he was from the amount of time it took him to text back. And yeah, like no, cause I'm just, I'm just really thinking about this. Like if he, if he isn't texting you back for weeks, babe, you, you can't expect much from this person. Like <laughs> But no, I, I literally, instead of thinking it, about it that way, I took on all the negative emotions that come from being ghosted. Like I said, I really just picked myself apart and this led to me feeling a very high level of rejection and that i would say is is rather difficult to navigate in any form of relationship rejection is is difficult regardless whether it's a romantic whether it's family friendship like or you know platonic friendships it's very hard to navigate rejection is the worst even if you think back like I don't know if like if you applied to a school or you yeah applied to a program that you specifically wanted or a certain class you wanted and you didn't get it like I remember in grade 10 I really wanted to take a photography class and I didn't get in to the photography class and that I felt really bad at that time I really did and i'm i'm sure like this isn't equivalent to that but that was that felt like rejection in some way but listen naturally because it's me right because it's me we're talking about i went on the hunt i wanted to know i wanted an answer as to why people ghost one thing you're going to learn about me in this podcast let me just tell you right now is that i take things into the deep the deep i take things over the deep end and i often hear this from my family and friends jindai it's not that deep and no they don't really sound like that but in my head <laughs> in my head that's how they sound sometimes jindai it's not that deep well it is it is that deep <laughs> but you know what when you take things into the deep you learn things so if you're anything like me it's okay we out here learning new things. We learning. We're learning. Okay. I'm also big on definitions and quotes. So you'll hear that a lot going through this podcast. So forgive me. But if you like definitions and quotes and things of that nature, then you'll have no problems here because we're going to break things down. So first let's define the term. The term in question here is ghosting. Ghosting is defined as the practice of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly and without explanation withdrawing from all communication. Wow. Okay, hearing that out loud sounds insane to me, but we move, okay? We move. This begs the question, why, oh why, do people do this? Why do they? Why do people ghost? Some reasons could be one, they simply have difficulty confronting their feelings. Maybe that person gave them an ick and it's just something that they did is off-putting and they would rather not deal with it. Two, they want to guard their own feelings. Maybe in that situation, that person suspects that they may be hurt by that person. So in order to guard their feelings, they ghost, right? To avoid that pain that would ensue from that, that feeling that, oh my goodness, this person's going to hurt me. So I'm going to leave before they have the chance to do that. And three, in some instances, that person may quite literally not feel safe. So they find it better to remove themselves from that budding relationship. And honestly, I understand these reasons. I don't want you guys to be out there thinking like, oh, she doesn't understand ghosting and like, she doesn't understand why people ghost. I, I understand those reasons and I'm sure that there are a myriad of other reasons why people ghost. Right. And I'm sure that some of those reasons, or quite literally, a lot of those reasons, aren't di- necessarily like linked, or di- necessarily directly linked to the to the desire to to blatantly ill treat people, especially someone who you are involved with on, on some kind of romantic level. But I couldn't help but think about instances where this is actually done maliciously right? Because while I do acknowledge that it's not always done to harm or to ill-treat someone, there are instances where it's done maliciously. So there I go digging again. I, I wanted to understand these specific type of ghosters a little more. I wanted to see if there was a link between personality traits and ghosting which is interesting because before I had never really linked the two. Uh, I had never considered the two to be in the same realm really, because oftentimes when a person has been ghosted and they relay that to their friends or family, it's in passing. And, um, like for instance, when I would tell my parents, or not my parents, but like friends. I don't know if I told my parents actually, but whenever I told whoever I told, right, like my my girlfriends, um, we never really dug deeper into the, oh, why did he do that? It was just kind of like, girl, he was a jerk. <laughs> and you keep it moving. That That's literally the conversation. Like if I told a friend of mine, she'd be like, girl, he didn't deserve you anyway, like blah, blah, blah. And you just move on. And Usually, this is the time where you have your friends talking to you like you're the little girl from The Help. They're like, you is kind. You is smart. You is important. And then they start adding on stuff like you is pretty. You is that girl. You is worthy. And honestly, I, I love that because they're your friends. They're your family. They're trying to hype you up. So, naturally this made me curious. So naturally this brought my curiosity out a bit more. And I came across an article by, uh, it was psychology today. And, uh, it talked about a term called dark triad traits, which are personality traits that are associated with a set of specific characteristics. You have a person who possesses These dark triad traits, they're usually thrill seeking, callous, impulsive. And these dark triad traits are composed of narcissism, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism. And, uh, narcissism is something that kind of gets thrown around a bit. I've noticed, especially when it comes to, uh, romantic relations, like I, I would often hear like a girl say like, oh yeah, he was just a narcissist or it was just thrown around. And I wonder if when this word is being thrown around, if people actually think about like what it means, for instance, um, to sidetrack just a little bit, uh, a term that gets thrown around a lot is also like OCD, you know, a person, a person who likes their things neat would say like oh yeah i'm just so ocd and you just throw that out there to the wind not realizing that no maybe like you just like your things neat because there are people who have been diagnosed with having ocd and so i just th- find that interesting but let's let's get back to this these dark triad traits narcissism psychopathy and machiavellianism So narcissism is a personality disorder characterized as someone who is self-absorbed and lacks empathy. Psychopathy is characterized by things such as a lack of remorse, egocentric. They're usually egocentric. They lack empathy or have anti-social behavior and shallow emotional responses. Machiavellianism is the use of dishonesty to deceive people to gain power or control. So basically as I was reading what it was saying is like if a person possesses a heightened level of these dark triad traits it's highly likely that they would see it fit to end their short-term relationships in this abrupt manner and in this instance like if you think about that it's not a, it's not a very empathetic way of ending things i would even go so far to say that it's cold it's just flat out cold Let's be for real. It's a it's a cold way of doing it. And listen, but I don't say this to say that every person every person who ghost poses dark triad traits, nor do I believe that you could go around diagnosing people. Like I said, we throw around these terms quite often, but I just find it incredibly interesting when somebody does something of this nature. And it appears that they feel absolutely no ways, no ways about what they've done. And this just takes me back to when this happened to me and my situation. I was the ghostie. I really sat there and thought, man, he doesn't feel that. Like he doesn't feel bad, like at all. It was so strange to me. It was really, really strange to me. And I honestly couldn't tell you what was going through Summer's head. I have no way of deducing that, right? I, I can't go into his brain and like tell you exactly why he did it or, you know, how he was feeling or whether it was malicious or not. I can't. And I don't believe it was malicious. I would like to believe that it wasn't malicious. I just, you know, it just really got me thinking about why people choose to do this sort of thing in general. And as I've stated, there are at least two sides to this. You have the person who genuinely thinks that by ghosting you, they are sparing your feelings. And in part, that behavior is largely a result of them having difficulty clearly communicating their feelings. And then you have the dark and twisty Side of it all that is more complex and layered. But nonetheless, if you or someone you know is struggling with ghosting people, like Michael Jordan the Great once said, stop it, get some help. There are so many nice ways you can let someone down easy, I promise you. I for sure can say that I would have preferred if Summer was honest with me. I, and who knows, maybe there are people out there who actually like being ghosted or prefer to be ghosted because they don't want to deal with that conversation um but you know of course my wee feelings would have been hurt if he you know just told me the truth i'm not denying that at all because you know they they would have been hurt either way and i'm you know at the very least it would have been the truth It would have been the truth. At the end of the day, it would have been the truth. So yes, uh, ghosters, if you're thinking of ghosting someone and you care about them in any way, even in the slightest, just be honest with them. It's okay to let them know how you feel. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. It could be something so simple, okay? Let me use Summer as a point of reference. He could have been like, he could have quite literally, he could have quite literally been like hey I, and this is a text too you know I wasn't expecting no phone call phone call or nothing like that could have been a text. Hey and I know we've been talking for a little while but oh, sorry let's rewind I I wrote down the text that I would have wanted to receive. <laughs> hey and I know I've been talk let's try that again. Hey, Jindai, I know we've been talking for a little while now, but I'm sorry. At this point, I don't see this going any further, and I don't want to lead you on. I, in return, mentally, okay, would have been like, ouch. Okay, that hurt. But all right, fair enough. Thanks for letting me know. My respect for him would have been on another level. Like I I honestly, I feel like it takes some next level power to be able to let someone know like how you truly feel. And I guess I get it. It takes guts. I I totally get that to be honest, but in my personal opinion, right? I believe it's best uh, I believe it's best for both parties when the truth is on the table, like just right there on the table. Blatant. Nothing can be misconstrued. No one has to like feel bad in that sense. It's just honest. I, I love honesty. <laughs> and, you know, if, if you can't like, if you're a ghoster and you can't come up with like something to say to the person you're, you, you, you're feeling like you need to ghost, you could, uh, do a quick, you know, little, Google search there. It will give you a, a plethora of ideas, I, I promise you. Or a, a plethora or pleth plethora. I don't know. <laughs> but you get what I mean. i will give you many ideas. But if it's the case or if it's a case of you not caring at all, I guess do you, babes? Do you? If that sits right with you, you ultimately have to know what would make you feel. Right in the situation, I think, in just seeking a deeper understanding of why people ghost. Though I don't agree with ghosting, I could understand to an extent some of the anxiety and other like plausible reasons as to why it happens. So that brings me to my fellow ghosties out there, the people like me who have been ghosted and found themselves in these situations here's how you can cope with being ghosted. And here's how I coped with being ghosted. So first I had to acknowledge my feelings about what transpired. And I had to realize like, it's okay, Jen, it's okay to be sad. Like if you're sad about it right now, it's okay. And Secondly, don't do what I did by immediately blaming yourself and nitpicking things about yourself that could have caused the person to ghost you. You know, it's not, it's not about, it's not about you and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be about you. It doesn't have to fall on you. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes the person is just like no longer interested and that's how they chose to convey that message but nitpicking yourself and pulling yourself down is just is damaging because now when you're going to you know date or someone else or start talking to someone else like that nitpicking that you did kind of lingers with you and this brings me to my next point i was counting but i think i'm on point number 3 try not to sit in those feelings don't dwell on the situation. You know, I've personally had to come to terms with the fact that rejection is a part of life. Like in general, like earlier I talked about my photography class. Um, it's so interesting, right? Cause I'm going to link it right. When I couldn't get into my ph- photography class, like I just put photography down and I was, I, why did I go directly to, I'm not a good photographer. I don't have the eye for it. I can never learn this mm, now, many, many years later, I i am getting interested in photography again. And just because I didn't get into the class doesn't mean that I can't do it. So it's the same thing with this. Just because you got rejected doesn't mean that you can't move on, you know, to, to someone else, you know, try talking to to different people. There's a man, woman somewhere out there who wants to get to know you, who wants to st- spend some quality time with you. And just because this person didn't want to be with you, doesn't mean no one wants to be with you. And I change that, and I say that to myself. I'm speaking to myself right now. Just because that person didn't want to want to be with me, doesn't mean no one wants to be with me. And I stand by that. (sighs) And the fourth thing here for my fellow ghosties. Yeah. At this point, try to introduce more positive self-talk into your life. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're handsome. (laughs) I don't know. Do, I wonder if, if men do that, if they look at themselves in the mirror and say, like, I'm handsome, that's probably not, um, socially. Like it's probably, I don't know if I want to say socially accepted, but you could do it too. Because I, yeah, I don't think that, um, it's only for women. Like you could, you could do that too. You know, Look in the mirror, tell yourself that you're handsome, okay? <laughs> well, yes, positive self-talk, you know, you're intelligent, you're capable, you are interesting. All these things that you were probably telling yourself that you weren't when you were ghosted aren't true. So I would run honestly, run with the positive self-talk. And lastly, this is a huge one. <laughs> that's number five, because I was counting. I'm going to keep up with the numbers. But surround yourself with people who love you and want to be in your life, whether that's your friends, your family. Don't isolate yourself. When you isolate, isolate yourself, you have all that time in the world to sit in your, your puddle and that, as I've previously discussed, won't help in the long run. So yeah, get you around some some positive people, don't isolate. And you know some of you maybe listening might be thinking, oh Jen, this is you went too deep with this, but no, like I'm talking to the people who felt deeply about this when they were ghosted. And I'm also talking to the people who ghost maybe they from listening to this could get some insight into what it may feel for some of us who have been ghosted and yeah so those are my five little nuggets for my ghosties and I hope that you know god forbid but if you ever find yourself ghosted again <laughs> just remember these five little Nuggets, okay? Alrighty, that's it for me tonight. Until next time.